Welcome to Supernatural Moments. I'm your host, Corey R. Henderson, and I pray today that you will have an experience that will bless your life supernaturally. Welcome to Supernatural Moments. I'm your host, Corey R. Henderson, and I'm grateful and excited to be joining you again on this week with a new uh, message, a new message on a on a series title. And, you know, I, I try not to sometimes say that, but yes, it is. And, um, you know, it's really been interesting here on this this journey that I, uh, you know, pretty much have been able to uh, partake in once again, as it, as it, as it pertained to, uh, broadcasting and podcasting here now. And, you know, us here, you know, who, uh, uh, pretty much minister the word of God and we, we do it on a, uh, very frequent basis. We, we tend to try to follow an outline. And so therefore we try to, uh, make congruent our messages and, and, and in alignment with what we feel God is saying. And, but what I found even with myself and just literally just trying to yield to the Holy spirit and what God is speaking and saying to me, what I, you know, I believe in what I, uh, uh, know, feel through his Holy spirit, what he wants to get out and what he, he wants to share with the people, um, to whom I've been graced to minister to is that it's like, everything has just been different and everything has been not as it once was. And as I begin to think about that and, um, slightly just question that I was quickly just reminded of the era, uh, uh this here brief time, uh, the, the current present day situation that we faced that, you know, within the last three years, nothing has been the same. And so with that being said, as nothing has been the same, so like as the spirit of God is doing things different according to what's happening today as an answer. And so we must have an ear to hear what the spirit what God is leading us, what are, what is that divine inclination? What is that divine inspiration leading you to do, to say, um, because we don't know what it is that God knows all things. The spirit knows all things. The Holy spirit knows all things. And so it could just be one hearer that you could be led to, to say something, uh, you can be led to share something and it'd be something that literally turns someone's life around. I mean, in a drastic measure. And so I just said all that to say, I am, um, continuing in this week on, uh, a renewed mind. It's been at least perhaps maybe a month bef- since I last talked about it. And I'm on part three. This is part three now. And I'm very excited to share it with you. And I just felt led to just share that uh, because, you know, you know, sometimes we get into this sense of redundance and we, you know, even us here in the church and the Christianum, because the way things have been done and it seemed like, you know, well, what's going on? Well, why? Listen, who are we to question 
God. Who are we to question how God leads another? It's it's none of my business. It's not for me to judge how God leads another man, how God leads another woman. It's not my place to judge nor to question them. Hallelujah. And I'm just I'm just sharing that. That's that's literally a perspective and viewpoint of how I lead my life. I don't question or um, anything anyone else do. If anything, I just may say I would not do that as something I would not ascribe to. I don't find it as my preference or perspective or my viewpoint, but I respect those who may who 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 may do so. And so, but I just want to share um, a part three about a renewed uh, a renewed mind. Part three, and I'm going to take this from the text of Philippians. Uh, two and five Philippians two and five. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Um, you know, this text is a very, you know, text. It's a very, it's a very, um, um, important text to say text that we have here echoed throughout, you know, several, several years and decades. We've heard this, this text used in very eloquent expressions of translations and revelations. And I mean, it's just been something that has been very foundational in the Christian walk. Let this mind being you that was also in Christ Jesus. When we talk about a renewed mind and I believe that this here scripture is very foundational. I believe this scripture bears a crux and it bears a witness as to the closest thing that we can uh, apply the, the scripture text to our lives that it may be transformative in our walk and transformative in our mental approaches and attitudes and how we can allow this spiritual abrasion of God's word to uh, affect us in the proper way that that transform us into a new creature in him. And so he said to let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. What mind was in Christ Jesus? Listen, it's without question. We we can't really fully um, try to explain or try to articulate the kind of mind that Jesus had. The, the, the best way to sum it all up was that he had the mind of God. Jesus had the mind of God. The, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus had the, the, he had the mind of God. He had a divine illuminated mind of God. He had divine and supernatural intelligence. He had the mind of heaven and earth. He was, glory to God, he had the mind of the spirit. He had the mind of that, that, that encompass all dimensions, all realms. He was the embodiment of God himself recreated in human form, the mind of God. Let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. Now he's, He's saying this to us and what's so amazing in the scripture text and why I just felt and just was led by God to share this text on today and how and why is so important to us and you and your walk and you becoming uh, that 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 walking out 
Hallelujah. You walking out your soul salvation. You walking out the mind of Christ. You walking out being renewed and transformed. You walking this out. He's let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Now, in all that this here scripture says in this one simple text, everything is hinged upon the first letter, the first word he say to let. Hallelujah. Let this mind be in you. Hallelujah. Before you think about the after, before you think about the rest, before you think about the mind of Christ, before you think about his heavenly mind, his the mind of God, before you think about the divine intuitive and intellectual, spiritual, oh my God, before you think about all of that, he say to let it. You have to let it. There are some things, people of God, I don't care what God promised you. I know what God promised you. All the promises in him are yea and amen. Listen, he will bless you exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. But sometimes you come to a place within him. Sometimes God place it before you. You got to let it. You have to let it be so. You have to let it flow. You have to let it. You have to receive it. You have to want to want it. You have to be hungry. You got to be thirsty. You have to let it. God is not just going to bust down your door. God ain't just going to force you. And as they used to say in yesteryear, the older generation, the, 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 the matriarchs and the patriarchs, they used to say, if God make you take it. He got to make you keep it. If he forced you to take it, he got to force you to keep it. Let this mind be in you that was also cre- that was also in Christ Jesus. You have to let it. That one word let. That one word let means to allow. You have to allow it. You have to permit it. You have you have to authorize it. You have a choice. Did you know you have to allow the Holy Spirit in your life? You have to permit God to have his way in your life. You have to permit it. You 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 have to authorize God to become the head of your life. You you have to grant God Hallelujah. You have to grant God the authorization to have his will and your way in your life. Because listen, people of God, we serve such an honorable, righteous, noble God. When in the beginning, when he created us, he created us in his image and his likeness, but he placed inside of us a will to of our own. He placed inside of us a will and a mind to exercise of our own. That's why if anyone or anything tries to violate your will, it is a violation against you and it is a violation against God because if God don't violate your will, no one else should. Hallelujah. God does not violate man's will. God don't force you to do nothing, to take nothing. Listen, we know today, no matter what people say, the devil didn't make you do it. The devil didn't make them do it. They wanted to do it and the devil just helped them along. The devil suggested it, the devil persuaded, and the devil encouraged. But the devil didn't actually make you do it. The devil didn't make them do it because God does not violate no one's will. God does not violate mankind's 
will. God honors man's will. God respect man's will. God, hallelujah, look at the type of God we serve. And listen, we serve the type of God that created us who his creation look at the type of God we serve we created we we have a God that created us his creatures right but he created us not to be subject to him but to be to be to be to be uh, uh, servants and agents that serve him willingly because th- the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, this God says, I want my creation to serve me willingly. I, I'm going to give them a will, hallelujah, to make a decision on their own. They're going to make them, I'm going to, I'm doing, I'm going to create them where they can have the option to serve me if they will. I'm not going to violate their will. I'm not going to make them serve me. I get more honor and I get more glory and I get more uh, hallelujah praise and adoration. I get more majesty when I am being served uh, out of a genuine, out of an authentic love for me. Hallelujah. I want people to serve me because they want to serve me out of their own will. So God does not violate our will. He let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I've drawn them by loving kindness. Now I know someone right now. And even as I spoke of the creator and creation and let, and I know some of you all Bible uh, 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 scholars thinking, well, then what did God mean when he said in creation, let there be light and let there and, and, and let there be, you know, when he created uh, the earth in seven days and he spoken into creation and he spoke the word let. I'm glad you brought that up. Because I want to make the distinction here uh, within the word. Now, I don't consider myself a theologian, but I tell you this. Hallelujah. I do ascribe to the theology of God and I do ascribe to the theology of 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 his word. But I'm not a theologian. I, I don't pronounce. I don't give myself that accreditation. Uh, 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 um, but that let in Genesis, that let in Genesis basically points to God exercising his will. When he said, let there be light and it was light. That was God exercising his will, his will over creation, his will in the earth. When he said, let there be man and let there be one man, he was exercising his will. Hallelujah. So see one let that let is God exercising his will. This let in Philippians two and five is all about God saying, but I'm placing in it now in your hand. This is about you and you, you a free more agent. I created you with your own will. You have to let it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. On one hand, listen, God is exercising his divine will his divine plan, his divine plan in the earth. When, if you yield, if we yield to, uh, uh, God, if we let God come into our life, if we let 
this mind being us that was in Christ Jesus. Then God will exercise his divine will in our life. Then we will become one with God. Then we will be like a divine trinity of, of the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, mind, spirit, soul, and body. Then we will see the full magnitude of all that God is and was and is to come. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. I'm telling you on today, let this mind being you. Let God's grace lead you. Listen, it don't matter what you're going through. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may find help in the time of need and the time of trouble. Let Don't let anything turn you away. Don't let anything put you in fear. You run away from God, but allow it, permit it, grant it, authorize it. You have the right to authorize the spirit of God. The, you have the right to exer, to authorize God's word, his will, and all of the attributes and all of God's arsenal, his heavenly arsenal, but you have to let it. Hallelujah. Listen, I pray on today that you heard this, this word and that it encouraged you, it inspired you, it infused you, it infused, it, 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 it filled you. Hallelujah, because somebody needed to hear this. This might not have been for everyone, but I guarantee you it was for someone because I'm hearing even right now, someone you've been kicking against the pricks. You've been fighting against the pricks. And there is someone even right now, you've been saying to God, Lord, when, when are you, God, are going to do this? You've been waiting on God to facilitate some stuff. You've been waiting on God to initiate some stuff. But God says, no, I, I can't do that until you let, hallelujah, You, I can't do it until you give me the permission. I can't move until you give me the authorization. I can't move. I can't bless. I can't exalt. I can't turn it around and I can't bless it until you say so, until glory to God. That's why it's important for you to say something. You got to say something. Sometimes you got to say something. The Bible said to everything, there's a time and a season under heaven. There's a time to be silent. And then there's a time to speak up. Sometimes you got to say something. I'm not talking about saying something to people in places and you letting your voices be heard. It's a time and a place for that. And he have people for that. And there's a place for that. But I'm talking about hallelujah. You right here right now. You've been sitting to yourself, by yourself, not saying nothing, suffering, going through hell and high water. You better say something. Open your mouth and give a shout unto God and say something and declare right now in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, I have sensed the spirit of the living God right now. But even in God's presence manifesting, even in God's presence coming, hallelujah, into this place. You have to let it. You have to let God have his way. You have to let God overshadow you. You have to let God bless you. You have to let God arise and shine and come upon your life and remove darkness from off you and remove darkness out of your life. You have to allow it sometimes. Listen, God 
sometimes just sit back and wait. He's just waiting. I'm just waiting on you. You saying you're waiting on God. One of the greatest misconceptions that have ever bamboozled the kingdom and the church is waiting on God. Hallelujah. I don't even want to go into it. But one of the greatest things that have hoodwinked God's people is I'm waiting on God. Listen, let me tell you right now, some of you all that you you've been waiting on God. God said, let Hallelujah. I've been waiting on you to say so. I've been waiting on you to allow me. I've been waiting on you to permit me. I've been waiting on you to authorize and grant it. I've been waiting on you to say something. I can't move until you say something. I can't break it until you say something. I can't bless it until you say something. I can't turn it around until you say something. Thank you for listening to Supernatural Moments with Corey R. Henderson. Connect with us on all social media platforms and have a blessed day.